Hey G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. Well, today I want to speak about the most amazing thing about Christmas. The most amazing thing about Christmas. So perhaps when you think about Christmas, you're thinking about the gifts under the tree. You're thinking about the family gatherings. You're thinking about having just fun, right? But it's way more than that. And as we, show, as we saw in the show, it's about Jesus. And it's about the coming of our Christ. And we see today that the coming of Jesus changed the world of history, right? We see a BC, which stands for what? Before Christ. And AD stands for? After? Nah. Nope. Does anyone know what AD stands for? What? A lot of, pop, a lot of people think it's after death, but it's not. I actually thought it was after death. But it actually stands for Anno Domini. Right? It's in Latin, and it stands for the year of our Lord. Because it w- if it would have stand for after death, then we would have a gap of 33 years with, like, nothing. Right? Because it's, it's like when Christ was born. Right? That's when we have before Christ and after death. Are you excited about Jesus today? Are you excited about the coming of our Lord? Give it up for Jesus really loud. So I want to go for you guys to go to Matthew 1, 18. And this is when Jesus was born, which is what we saw during the show today. So let's read it all together. It's right here. You can find it on the screens. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So the birth of Jesus was that, who was the mother of Jesus? Mary, right? And she was pledged to be married to Joseph, which means that she was engaged. So when she was engaged to Joseph, they were really happy to get married. But before they got to get married, the Holy Spirit came to her and boom, she got pregnant like that. So it's like a supernatural thing. And then let's read the next verse. It says, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. So we see that Joseph was a good man of God. He followed the word of the Lord. And yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So he was like... Okay, as soon as he found out, oh, yeah, yeah, right, she's pregnant, you know, he's thinking, she's cheating on me, but I don't want to embarrass her in front of other people, so I'm just going to divorce her quietly. That's what he thought. And then let's read the next verse. It says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. To take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her 
is from the Holy Spirit. Give it up for Jesus. So actually, the Holy Spirit sent an angel, and he's like, do not divorce her because this is really the Son of God. And when you look at the prophet Isaiah, 740 years before Christ came, he actually wrote a prophecy. And prophet Isaiah was the most messianic prophet ever. So whatever he wrote, the Messiah had to come exactly the way he wrote it. This is why you, you always find in the Bible in order for the word to be fulfilled. So prophet Isaiah wrote this. In Isaiah 7.14 it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This was 740 years before Jesus came. So it had to be exactly like that. A virgin, which was Mary, and the Holy Spirit had to come upon her. And his name would be Emmanuel. So when you think about God, you, you, you don't, I mean, I've been studying theology this, for the last two years. I'm about to graduate in April. Woo! <laughs> But when you think, when, you, when I study theology, what does theology mean? It means the study of God, right? Theos, God, theology, like the study of God. And I've been studying, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I'm amazed of everything. But even when I see a God, you see he's the most amazing creator. When you look at nature, you see God's creativity. You see, like... All the amount of species that there are for animals, flowers, you know, just look at the person next to you. Say, wow, God is an amazing creator. Look at you. You know, God says that you are God's masterpiece. You got, you're, you're amazing. God is an amazing creator. God is an organized God as well. When you look at the solar system, it's very organized. When you look at your body, you know, it's like it's got nine different systems, your body. So just by looking at that, you're like, wow, you're so organized. But none of that gets us close to God. The thing that amazes me the most about Christmas, that I was meditating about this, like as I told you guys, like, God, why, why do we do Christmas every year? Why is it so important for Christians? And I was, as I was studying, I was like, wow, God became human. God became human. God became human. That is powerful to me. I don't know about you guys, but if you think about that, and if you focus on, on the part of God, he is like everywhere. Yet, he decided to come as the son of God. And that is so amazing. And then you're like, why did you choose me, God? Why did you decide to come to earth? And when we see Jesus, we see that Jesus, first of all, he shattered the myth that God is distant. Because the, the word of God says 
that Jesus gets us closer to the Father God. The world is constantly talking to you guys about religion, but Jesus is more than a religion. Jesus is a relationship. And when you try and when you really get to experience that relationship with you, it's powerful. And Jesus also shattered the myth that God is uncaring. I don't know about you guys, but I have felt his love in a, such a supernatural way. And when you read the Gospel of John, it's the first time ever that we find the word God is love. And that was Christianity is all about. I don't really like the word, the word religion because a lot of people are, you know, talking about different religions. Because that's not really what defines Christianity. You know, religion is like man's search for God. But Christianity is God's search for man. Now that is powerful for me. Because when you truly get to experience the love of God, that changes you completely. And I was reading about this man called Lee Strobel. Have you guys heard about him? Anyone? He's got a book that's called The Case for Christ. That right there. And he was a journalist for the Chicago Tribune. And he was writing about, you know, many things. He was a great, successful, a very successful man. But he was an atheist, and he lived a very disorganized life. He was constantly drinking, you know, saying bad words, stepping on people in order for him to become greater. And he was, like, super successful, you know, apparently toward the world. And his wife was just like him. His wife was an atheist as well, and, you know, just living the life. But she knew that something was missing, and she started, like, you know, she had a friendship with this girl, and this girl was a Christian. She was a neighbor, and she started to talk to her about Jesus, about how he could change her life, and about she could be happier, about that her life had a meaning, and she was interested about that. And she's like, wow, that sounds really amazing. So I'm going to go to church with you. And she ends up going to church, and when she goes to church, she really enjoyed the message, and she was, wow, this is cool. God is amazing. And she starts, like, little by little, a relationship with God. When her, when her husband found out, he was like, not you, you know. Like, I don't want you to become one of those religious girls, you know. He, he tells that he imagined her, like, super old school. And, you know, you're going to start volunteering in all these grimy soup kitchens. And you're going to be, like, so... <laughs> Like, not my style. And he started making all these pictures in his mind. But as time went by, he started to see a change in her. And he, she started to change for the good. Like, her character, he started, she started saying nice words about God. And he was like, wow, this is, like, kind of cool. But he was like a very, like, successful journalist. And he used to, like, do a lot of research on crime scenes and all these things. And he was like, okay, I'm going to do a research on the resurrection of Christ. I want to see if this religion is for real. I want to see if, this, if what they're talking about is for real. So he did a deep research on the resurrection for two years, like 
going deep, talking to people, looking at the manuscripts and seeing, okay, is, did Jesus really come to earth, first of all? Did he really die on the cross? And yeah, he was able to prove all of that. And then was the resurrection for real? Did it really happen? And as he started to study, to, you know, he went to like the best universities in the world. And he, he spoke to like a lot of scholars and like just asking them all these questions. He went to Israel, you know, it was like a deep, intense research. And as he was doing all his research, he's like, okay, God is kind of like trying to speak to me. And he started to like actually opening, opening up to God. And the one thing that was missing for him to get close to, closer to God was faith. Because that's all you need to approach Jesus. That's all you need to get closer to Jesus is just faith. It's not about knowledge. It's about faith. Because as, as he was doing the research, he's like, okay, God really did come to earth. God really did resurrect. But now the only thing that is stopping me from getting closer to Jesus is my faith. And it was like God calling him for two years and eight months, calling him to just get closer to him. He had a really bad relationship with his dad. So he thought that God was like his dad. But God was like calling on him, calling on him. And until two years and eight months later, he said like, God, you win. Here I am. I surrender all. And he had a supernatural encounter with God right there and since then his life completely changed you know even his daughter was like wow now i want to accept jesus into my heart he was here like a little daughter and he's like i want what you have i want to see that change in my life even his little daughter saw that and look what he said he said to be honest I didn't want to believe that Christianity could radically transform someone's character and values. It was much easier to raise doubts and manufacture outrageous objections than to consider the possibility that God actually could trigger a revolutionary turnaround in such a depraved and degenerate life. So he didn't believe that Christianity could do something for him, but it actually did happen. And I love what it says here because it's not really about something that you think, but Christianity, when, you're, you, when you become a real Christian, he changes your character and he changes your values. And this is big for me because it's not just about saying, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he came. I believe that he resurrected. But it's about living according to the standards of the Bible according to what the values of the Bible say you should live by. That's how you become a true Christian. And that's the Christian God wants you to become. It's not just saying, Jesus, I love you. But it's saying, Jesus, I want to live according to what you say. And I want you to transform me because you are a powerful God. And you know what the second thing that I, that I think is the most amazing thing about Christmas you know what it is? God became human. The same thing. God became human. Are you excited about this? Think about this. God had to be born. 
He experienced everything that we experience. He had to have a mother and a father. So he had people who actually were there for him. He had trials. He had persecutions. He was under attack. He lived all the things that we go through. And why did God do that? Because he loves us so much. And because he wanted to communicate to humans. If he would have wanted to communicate to ants, he would have come as an ant, right? If he would have wanted to communicate to apes, he would have come as an ape. But he's like, no, I want to be able to communicate to humans. And that's why I'm deciding to come as a human. If you think about that, that is amazing because God is everywhere. Everywhere you look, there is God. Yet he decided, okay, I'm going to speak to humanity. I'm going to become one of them. Because a lot of times you're like, my God, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know that my father left me. You don't know that my mother left me. You don't know what it is like in my house, in my school. And God is telling you, I do know what it is like. Because I went through that. So this is the most amazing thing about Christmas. And when you read the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke talk about the birth of Christ. But John doesn't. He actually speaks of the why that Jesus came. Why the, is he here? And when you look at John 1.14, it says, the word became flesh. When you see the word, it's talking about Jesus. And made his dwelling among us. So Jesus became flesh. When it says flesh, it means this. Our flesh. And it lived among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth full of grace and truth this is what jesus came for earth to earth for so the greatest miracle is that god came to earth as a human god came to earth as one of us and this is the reason we're able to communicate to him this is the reason we're calling jesus you know what I'm going through because you went through all of this. And today, I just want to thank you for this. And this excites me because, you know, before Jesus, people didn't really have any hope. They were hopeless. They were just the people of Israel were the chosen ones and the rest of us, we were lost. Yet, I was picturing this in my mind. Have you heard of the Garden of Eden? Yes? I want the band to come up if they can come up. And in the Garden of Eden is where God sent and created the first man, which was Adam and Eve. And the only thing he told them is, hey, you can do everything but eat from the tree. You can do anything you want, but do not eat from the tree. It's just one simple rule, right? They had to follow. Yet Eve... If you know the story in Genesis 1, she was deceived by the serpent, and she actually ended up eating from the fruit. And then she told 
her husband to eat from that fruit as well. And they both ended up, you know, sinning against God. And I just imagine this conversation that took place in the Garden of Eden where God said, you know, I created man under my image. I created man and I created a woman as well. And it was the Father, God the Father, talking to God the Son and saying, look at what they did. It's the only thing that I asked them to do and they did. They sinned. And you know what sin brings? It brings death. And God the Father is telling him, your bride, which is the man and the woman that I created, which is going to be the church, they failed. They committed this. And now they're going to die. There is no hope for them. Unless you come and die for them. Unless you come and give your life and sacrifice for them. And Jesus was like, I have to go as a human. And God the Father said, yes. It's the only chance you have. And Jesus said, I'll go. I'll go and I'll, live my, I'll give my life for them. And God the Father is like, okay, I'm going to give you my only son to go into the earth and give them a second chance. And this is what Jesus ended up doing. That's the price we deserve to pay on the cross. Yet Jesus said, I'm going to take your place. I'm going to die on that cross. I'm going to go to earth so you can live. And this is what God did for us on that cross. And I am ex so excited about this because this is what Christianity is about. It's about the love of the Father God because he loves us so much. Saying, I'm going to send you the best thing ever. I'm going to give my best sacrifice. I'm going to give the best offering ever for my bride. And he's calling us his bride. That's how he, he sees us. And that's why he expects us to live as his bride. And he's like, I'm going to give you another chance. And I'm going to give you my only son. And he's going to die for you. He's going to die for you on that cross so you can live. Because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That is what we deserve. And perhaps today you're living a sinful life. And you're saying, but I'm fine. I don't kill anyone. I don't steal from anyone. But you know, sin is anything. Sin is a lie. Sin is not telling or living a life of integrity. That is sinning. Sinning is not treating your husband, your wife, your kids, your sibling the right way. Sin is living with rage. That is sin. And as humans, we have a sinful nature. But you know what? We have hope. And the hope is Jesus. And this is what the most amazing thing about Christmas is. is Jesus. And he's here today for you. It's not a coincidence that you're here. 
It's not a coincidence that you're in this place. And it's not about our religion, as I said. It's about Jesus getting close to you. And I feel his presence so strong in this place. Because may maybe you've been in church for so many years, you know. It doesn't matter because it's not about the amount of years we've been in church. It's about how close we are for him. How close we are to him. That is what Christianity is all about. So stop living a life of just lies. That you say to yourself, oh, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. But are you living for him? Have you experienced his life? Because he took what we had deserved. He took that death. And now he's telling you, I'm giving you new life. All you got to do is live by faith. Just how this journalist decided to do and give Jesus a, a chance. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. I know that I did my research. I know this is for real. Christianity is for real. But now I'm going to give Jesus a chance. And his life turned up upside down. And he ended up writing this book. Uh, the case for Christ, which is his testimony, how Jesus changed him as he got to get closer to him, as he got to hear it from other people, as he got to like study the gospels, the word, the manuscripts. It's like, wow. So don't miss the opportunity to get closer to Jesus. I'm telling you, this is the reason why you're here today. It's not just to see a Christmas show. It's not just to say like, wow, it's cool dancing, that's cool singing. It's not about that. It's about Jesus coming into your life. And once you know this, once you know that God, as God, as the creator of the universe, as the creator of man, became human, then your perspective changes. And let's look at what Isaiah 9, 6 says. And now with this perspective, with this new perspective that you have, now you're going to have a, a greater understanding of this verse. It says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Can you say, woo? Amen. Give it up for Jesus. So I want you guys to stand today. Because that child of God was born. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the eternal father. He's the prince of peace. And he's here. And when you understand the price that he paid, when you understand that he could have chosen not to come to earth, everything changes. Your perspective changes where you say, God, I've been living a lie. And now I want to get closer to you. Thank you because the most amazing thing is that you became human. You became human to give us life. Because we've been living far away from you. And we know that sin 
brings death. But today I understand that Jesus brings life. And this is what I want. I don't want to live a religion. Because our religion is I'm trying to search for you. But I want to live a relationship with Jesus. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.